we have our second interview with Queen of Steel, Farah Nas. With an interest in body modification and piercing from a super young age, the tattoo and piercing industry has been a part of Farah Nas's life for nearly two decades. <clears throat> Extremely passionate about her industry and the founder and head piercer of Queen of Steel, she is deeply committed with a progressive approach to the industry's betterment, using only medical-grade equipment, specialized piercing needles imported from the USA, and the highest quality metals and gemstones available. At the forefront of this booming industry, Farinaz's ultimate goal is to educate the importance of safety and hygiene when it comes to piercing and the quality and material surrounding body jewelry. Keeping up with the latest practices, she is all about providing a great experience with the best materials and unique style of piercing. Farinaz leads a fun, hardworking and all-female team that emulates the same values of a company and ethos. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing super good. I'm super excited to have you. You look so cool, stylish. Love oh, it. Love the thank look. you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so we're just going to get right into the mm-hmm. questions if you don't mind. I don't mind. So what inspired you to start Queen of Steel? And a follow-up question after you answer that. Why did you choose to only employ females? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was in the industry for a very, very long time. Um, I always enjoyed it. I always loved the environment. I enjoyed making people pretty <laughs> with... <laughs> nice jewelry and yes so um queen of steel was started seven years ago um yes we only employ females um basically yeah i i always worked with males before um i was always open to working with different people i just found that females had a lot of uh, like a softer approach when it comes to like clients yes so um it's it's also a very male-dominated industry. It yeah. always has been. It was always run by males. The shops was always owned by males. It was always... So, yes, I just wanted to start something different and give, yeah, uh, yeah females a chance to, like, bloom in the industry. And yeah. you definitely did that. You yeah. definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this our theme today is women empowerment. And mm-hmm. as a woman, what does women empowerment mean to you? Sure. A lot, <laughs> a lot. You know, I I feel that I'll be. Um, it's important to to let females uh, grow, and especially and like in my industry, like I previously stated, Ed, we didn't always have a chance to do much. You know, um, the rate of uh, females in our industry is maybe it's much bigger now, but it's still. Uh, much smaller compared, compared to the males, to the male, yeah, yeah, the male artists and the male piercers, um, you know. So we still got a lot of room to like grow, and I think like empowering females uh, in every aspect is yeah, it's a big part of my life. Really cool, yeah. really cool. So um, I don't know, maybe the bio is wrong. You said yes. that you've been in this business for seven years. So so uh, Queen of Steel itself has Queen been, of Steel has seven been years, yeah. So so Queen of Steel itself has been open for seven years. So we opened up in 2015. Yeah. Um, oh cool. In December 2015. So just at the end of the year. Um, and um, but I started in the industry in like 2002. So oh crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So this year we're gonna go into 21 years. Yeah. That's amazing yes, though. Yes. So. Um, that's why I asked because the question I've been asking is what type of training did maybe you specifically and like in general do yes. you need to become a PSL? Yeah, so generally like in this industry you'll get a, a piercing apprenticeship or a tattoo apprenticeship. Oh, yeah. Um, and if it's done properly, it is generally done for a minimum period of a year depending on 
the person that is getting trained. I mean, ideally, you'll have to work for any reputable store uh, when it's tattoos. Uh, Jenny, it used to be five years. So you'd have to work in the store and, and, and learn and train just to be your best. And so you'll, and then with piercing, it would be at least three years. Um, people, Jenny, don't realize like how uh, complicated it could be. You need to learn so many things like uh, cross-contamination, um, yeah. different depths of the skin, um, how to deal with uh, problems, you know, when people don't look after their piercings. Um, so there's so, so, so much dirt. And also very important, like, you know, lots of people don't realize about, like, uh, medical waste and, mm. you know, uh, they would... People just don't know. They're not as it's a it's a industry where people still need to get like educated. So this like yeah, they need to learn so much about it because people will still go out and get pierced with a piercing gun, and that's yeah. a big no go. Um, and now it's just not clean. It's not sterile, and people don't realize this. They go, oh, it's a little bit cheaper. The jewelry is not a good grade. Um, you know, they use the same mechanism on everyone. There's no way to properly sterilize it. So all that little things, yeah. 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 So the, what you were just saying now about the how not the sterileness yes. of this gun and yes. the medical waste. So that leads me perfectly into our next question. Okay. Um, what type of procedures do you take when you're busy piercing someone? Medical procedures. Okay. So basically, um, with with every client, we we generally uh, prefer not more than one person come in the room just for them touching. All our counters and stuff get sterilized with medical grade um, sterilizing. So we use like series of proper medical grade surface cleaner. Uh, in the rooms um, before we do the piercing we have a setup so we have like our dental burp we have clean cotton and gauze we work with gloves so if anything that like anything that's touching the person will be completely brand new mm-hmm. um, so the, the, the area where we're piercing that will get cleaned first we'll mark the area we have little surgical pins that we mark with the person will check the marking of the piercing for example and um, we will go from then once that is all done everything gets disposed of in a medical way so the needles will go into a sharps container and then the gloves and anything else that touch the person will get tossed in cool. the medical waste and then we'll sterilize the entire room. Okay, I love that. So that's about all the questions I have. But ah. is there anything that you'd like to add? Um, yeah, well, I think that uh, it's important for people to do um, lots of research before they go <laughs> and get a piercing or tattoo. Um, that's like the biggest thing. Um, do lots of research, check reviews, um, check that they have an autoclave, that they have a medical waste big things for them to check out. Oh, cool. Oh, my God, thank you so much. That was actually really educational. And, yeah, I just love what you do. That's super cool. Thank you so much for joining us. It was nice to meet you guys. You too. Thanks. (laughs) Cool.